now you're just making noise. For shits and gigs. Isn't that what we do this for? Yes. The shits and the gigs. It entertains me. I mean, that's all that matters. I'm going to try and find a quote because this is one of my favorite quotes. Hope your apple pie is freaking worth it. Let's just start off with that. I think that's a Let's good one. <laughs> I'm glad that you I'm have gonna, quotes. I'm just going to snag a bunch of sound bites from now on so you can all hear that loveliness. Because we're technologically advanced. If you listen to the last episode, we've uh, we've definitely come a long way from where we once started. You need to pull up the one where he says, dude, you're fugly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll get on that one, too. Okay. Well, welcome, everyone. Hello. We are back. Did you miss us? A couple days out. Let's see, when this episode comes out, Liz will be in Florida. I will. I will actually probably be running the marathon. Yeah. And after the marathon... Dude, you fugly. That's how I'll feel. (laughs) Because it's supposed to be 80 plus degrees in Florida, and I'm not used to running that because it's been winter up here. In January. Yeah, well, you said the last time you ran... In 2017, it was 35 degrees with like a wind chill of almost 29 we should tell everybody you're running the Disney Marathon. Yes, I'm running the Walt Disney World full marathon on my birthday. Nothing says happy birthday like killing yourself at 23.2 you know, miles. I, uh, my thought process was if I'm going to die, it's going to be in the happiest place on earth. And uh, hopefully I'm going to aim for the Haunted Mansion because if I'm going <laughs> to haunt something, I'd at least like it to be fun and not be stuck in like a small world. Oh, Lord. That's hell. That is my definition of my personal hell. Yeah, definitely. I, I I agree with that. I don't even go on that ride when I go there. I avoid it like the plague. Like I'll go and look at it because sometimes they have really nice decorations for holidays outside, but I will avoid that like the plague. I can't actually tell you where in the and I know you know where a lot of things are in the parks, but I can't even tell you where it's that is. It's kind of tucked away. Um, is I it? think it's near. Uh, and I keep calling it the bobsleds, but that's not what it's called. The bobsleds. Yeah. It's like, I, I'm only going with Kennywood things like the barren okay. curve and that's not it. Um, I like the barren curve and it's not Everest. It's, it's the, if you watch the Imagineering on Disney plus, it's one of the first big things that they built in the park, yeah. the um, big snowy mountain. And they had to design this car system that went in, in and out of the mountain. I'm going to figure this out now. I thought that was in Disneyland. The um, Matterhorn. The Matterhorn. That's it. Is there not a Matterhorn in Disney World? I don't think there's a Matterhorn in Disney World. Is this by Peter Pan's Flight, like back in the back by the Beast Castle? Oh, wait, I can pull up my Disney app. Oh, you're right. It is only in Anaheim. Hmm. Hold on, let me pull up my... But there's, isn't there a small world in both of those? Yes. Because there's apparently never too yes. much small world. There is a... There is. Yes. I, don't I guess I could pull up my Disney app and find out where the ride is that's what located. I'm, that's what I'm doing right now. So that anybody who's listening wants to go to Disney and find out this horrible ride. I'm terrified I'm going to open an app that potentially has sound. Oh, it is right across It's right across the street is what I was thinking. Mm. From uh, Peter Pan's Flight. Ah. Uh, maybe I just tried to not to look that way. If you go through the castle. Well, you can't go through the castle. If you go around the castle. You can go through the castle. I run through the castle. Well, normally they have it set up the stages in the front of the castle. Oh, So you can't go through it. They had that one walkway closed for a while. Yeah. If you go around the castle, swing a Louis at Prince Charming's uh, regal carousel, 
It'll be right down there on the right-hand side and currently has a 30-minute wait time. All right. Well, that's good to know. I'm happy to know that we're talking about Disney on a Supernatural podcast for about like seven minutes now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, when we when this episode comes out, I will be in Florida because I'm down there for six days. I envy you. Doing Disney and Universal stuff. So jelly right now. Hella jelly. Okay. Do you want get to in, get into it then? Uh, yeah. So this one, we're going to be talking about episode 11, Scarecrow. Which is one of my favorites. I love it. Because it kind of combines a creepy-ass scarecrow with, like, a hookman, with North mythology, mm-hmm. and a bunch of other stuff. It reminds me of that scary story. Oh, like Scary s- Stories to Tell in the Dark? Yeah. Yes. I believe it was Scary Stories number three, the book, where it was Harold, the scarecrow. Oh, my God, yes. Yeah, if you don't know that one, look it up. Imagine reading that when you're, like, mm. ten. I mean, I grew up in a suburb where we didn't have any kind of scarecrows, and they're not really prevalent these days. Yeah. But in every, like, horror movie you watch, there's some form of a creepy-ass scarecrow. Mm-hmm. And then there's actually a guy who makes scarecrows outside somewhere in Pennsylvania who has been used in a bunch of other horror movies that usually has, like, a gourd on the head, like if you watch Sleepy Hollow. Mm-hmm. That scarecrow that you see with, like, the tatters, and he's got the pumpkin face with, like, the big grin. Yeah. That's kind of Jack Skellington-like. It's the Pumpkin King. Mm-hmm. He actually makes them, and you can buy them. I don't know if I'd want one. I kind of do. Um, I, mean, I don't have a bird problem, but I want one just to have one in my front yard. Like, it would be cool, but I don't want to look at it every day, because it would probably freak me the fuck out. That's why I'd put it in the front yard, because I'd be going out the back door, so <laughs> I wouldn't go. have to deal with it, you but, like, my mailman oh. would have to deal with it. You're the shit out of your mailman. That's what I'm hoping. That's <laughs> what I'm hoping. Okay, so do we want the synopsis? I would love the synopsis. I don't know. I When I listen back to these, I don't know why I sound like I'm from, like, North Dakota. Oh, you're North Dakota. You're not Minnesota? Wisconsin? I just thought of Fargo. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Okay. So the synopsis. After arguing about the search for their dad, Sam and Dean split ways. Sam to California and Dean to hunt the mysterious disappearances of passing through couples in Indiana. All right. And this is set in Burkittsville. Indiana. Burkittsville. And every time I wrote it down, I wrote Burkittstown because there's a city by or town by us called Burkittstown. But this is Burkittsville. Ville, yes. Um, and when the episode opens, we are a year ago following a couple. We're always a year ago. We are always a, we are a year behind. <laughs> um, and I love the fact that some of these episodes tell you they're in the future. And then some of them are like, hmm, I'll show you some action. 24 hours previous. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's a year in the you're behind, and this couple's going through Burkittsville. Yes. They got some gas. They got mm-hmm. some food. They had some really good pie. And they went on their way, only to have the car break down and the phone die. Yeah. Which Convenient. Which my immediate thought is definitely a spirit. Because everything we know about paranormal ghosts and spirits is that they have a tendency to drain any energy from any form of technology. That's phones, cameras, batteries, you name it. Gone. Um, so that's what I thought happened to this car. I was like, the battery immediately died, phone's immediately dead, and they pass a really fucking creepy scarecrow. Well, when they get out of the car, the guy was like, oh, hey, there's a there's a, a house there's over a there. farmhouse through this creepy orchard. Let's it was go a, through and it. And it looked like a big orchard because as they're in the orchard, I didn't see the house. Yeah. Uh, and then the girl, whose name is Polly, was like, mm, I don't want to. She's but like, then, I'm good. I'm going to sit in the car. But then like a dumb girl, she follows the boy anyway. Um, so my first thought was when I saw the scarecrow, he wasn't a normal scarecrow with arms wide open. <laughs> with arms wide open. <laughs> yes. He wasn't the normal scarecrow with arms wide open. He kind of had his arms draped behind. Correct. Almost like, he, like he's leaning back. Mm-hmm. Like he's hanging there. 
chilling. And initially, I didn't even see his arms. I was like, this scarecrow has no arms. Oh, they threw it over there. Lieutenant Dan, you ain't got no legs. Oh. Um, Went two totally different directions (laughs) with that. (laughs) Um, But then I noticed the hook on the other side, and I was like, okay, the arms are right behind. Um, One thing I did want to note, and I don't know if you mentioned this, because you do a lot of, like, fun little tidbits of fun facts. Um, Did you mention anything about the father who plays Harley? No. So the father in the small town who plays Harley Jorgensen? The, the uncle. The uncle. Yeah. That's it. Uh, is actually played by Tom Butler, who is also in Freddy vs. Jason as Dr. Campbell. Because I'm sitting there, I'm like, this guy looks, looks familiar. familiar. And I was trying yeah. to figure out why. So he plays Dr. Campbell in Freddy vs. Jason, but he also plays the president and shooter. Okay. Um, and we also see him again in 2014 in season nine, episode 12, as Jim Myers in Sharp Teeth. Yeah, he wasn't in my list. I have a lot of people who played other people in this, but I, he was not on my list for some yeah. reason. Um, and then I was like, my thought was like, as soon as I saw the, the scarecrow with no arms, I was like, just kidding. I see the hook, but that's not how scarecrows are hung. Yeah. Um, and then the fact that that is one creepy, foggy apple orchard that apparently nobody tends to. Yeah, no one goes in there. With one ladder. Yeah. <laughs> one lone, old, rickety looking ladder. Yeah. And then everyone starts running, and I'm, my first thought is like, why in every horror movie are you running in a place you don't know? Because go, you always trip. Go toward the exterior of the field. Yes. Either go the way you came, because yeah. you know that's where your car is. Yeah, run back that way. Or go towards the house you think you just saw. And there's always tripping. I mean, granted, this time she falls over her husband's body. Yeah, she which, definitely trips over him. I mean, props to the scarecrow, because he works wonders in a very short amount of time yeah because he completely defaced him oh gone 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 i did want to mention though that i on my own picked up an error oh i did what is it because you know i normally i i watch these and i'm like listening and then like you know you're playing on your phone or whatever but i watched this episode and i found at two minutes and 35 seconds in when they are running away and they do the look back yeah they go oh what's coming there's a fucking car that passes <laughs> You can see <laughs> headlights and taillights as this car passes. Like, are you kidding me? Like, also, when you're running, that would be the way I'd go. I'm going to wave that car down. Exactly. But clearly, it wasn't supposed to be there. Yeah. So then I found out later, like, when I was doing my research and everything, and there wasn't that it was known as an error, but mm-hmm. I found it on my own, and I was so proud of myself. But I was like, seriously, it w- it's prominent. Like, it's right by their heads. So it's not like it's in the distance, and you could be like, oh, is that a light? No, the road was right there. So that makes me think... You guys are idiots, and you should have just ran to the left, and you would have been fine. Yep, that's how I feel. Because you find that when they get through that gate, that the scarecrow can't follow you outside of the orchard. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, if you're running from something trying to kill you, my first thought isn't like, there's no way they can pass this boundary. Well, I know, but like... But like, I'm definitely going for an exit. Now I know the road is right there. Yeah. Um. And So then they get a phone call, then we, we jump on over to Sam and Dean. Wait, hold on. <laughs> Before we find out she trims over Vince, which is the guy's name, I just wrote, oh shit, where did Vince go? <laughs> oh, there he is. And then I go, oh, Polly runs and trips over Vince. <laughs> well, at least they answered your question. Yeah. It was um, quick. It was a quick answer. Which is good because usually bodies just drop from the sky and not just are on the ground to begin with. Uh, so then we go to Sam and Dean, who are sleeping. Shirtless Dean. Shirtless Dean. Fully clothed Sam. Don't understand. You know, you got to choose how you want to sleep. Some people sleep naked. Some people sleep in boxers. Some people sleep fully clothed. And some people sleep in their clothes for the next day. Uh, so so Sam ends up answering the phone, and it's Dad. And I'm like, Dad, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Like, you didn't speak or say anything. You were literally in a house with your children in the next room, and you didn't do shit. And now you're going to call from a phone booth? 
Yep, payphone. Imagine pay that, phone kids. In Sacramento. Payphone. He also had to pay. I guess I guess he didn't speak too long, but he put in enough money because he didn't run out of minutes. Yeah. So Sam's talking to him. He's like, Dad, where are you? Dad, what are you doing? Uh, and Dad pretty much goes, no, you can't. I'm hunting the thing that found Mom. We find out that it was a demon. Yes. This is our first, like, confirmation that a demon had to deal with Mom. And it's also the first time that we find out that Dean was around four. We get an age on when mm. Mom died. So Dean was around four when mom died. And basically dad says, don't follow me. Don't try to find me. Give up on doing everything you are with me right now. Yeah, he says, stop looking for me. Go work jobs. Mm-hmm. In fact, here's some names. Take these names. I'm giving you an order. And Sam goes, no, dad, I'm not listening. And Dean takes the phone and immediately see the face change. And it's the first time we see like the distinct difference. Already knowing that we have a distinct difference between Sam and Dean, whereas Dean is more of a soldier. Mm-hmm. He follows orders from dad. No questions asked. And Sam is more emotional or humanitarian in the fact that he wants to put the family first, his needs first, his father's well-being first. That's right, because as soon as Dean takes the phone, he just goes, yes, sir. You got it. And he's like, I, okay, I'll get a pencil, and he writes everything down. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also the, the solidifying piece that we find out that he's more of a drill sergeant than a father. There's not a, how are you guys doing? Are you guys okay? What have you been up to? What's going on? And he doesn't even really pick up when, in the next episode, skipping ahead, uh, Sam calls about Dean. Right. And his health. So dad doesn't even check in. No. So then they go and they go to the town. I just want to point out that Sam drives. Sam, Sam is driving. Drive. He stops too after mm-hmm. he and uh he and Dean kind of get into it. Um, we find out that dad had found out that there is a pattern with this small town. Yes. And that couples go missing once every year in the second weekend of April. And it's always the second weekend of April. And apparently it is currently the second weekend in April. Um, and we find out that Sam is way more technologically advanced and far thinking than we give him credit for. Because not only did he realize dad was in Sacramento. No, he traced the phone call to a phone booth in a very short time. Because I'm pretty sure, I don't know how he did that. I don't know. Because don't you kind of have to like run a system and keep someone on the phone long enough to ping off of a tower to find out where your location is you would think i just thought that he got it from the area code um so sam knows he's going to california yes and he tells dean i'm going to california you're coming with me we're not we're top we're stopping we're not going to this town we're not listening to dad we're going to california and dean Mm -hmm. goes no so they have a scuffle they essentially have a breakup of the band oh and dean basically leaves sam on the side of the road he does says goodbye sam sam gets his shit out of the back of the car and dean's like okay bye and Dean just drives off, mm-hmm. leaving Sam on the side of the road. Which he says is what he wanted him to do. Mm-hmm. He's like, I want you to leave me. And then as soon as he started driving away, I saw a look in Sam's eyes like, oh shit, he actually left. Oh, fuck, he actually left me. Now what am I going to do? So now he's hitchhiking on the side of the road, mm-hmm. like a bum. <laughs> and he... With his hobo bag. <laughs> with his hobo bag. His little stick with his hobo bag. Uh, where he runs into Meg. Okay. And we get introduced to Meg. Yes. But my thought in this, he's walking down the road, and she's just sitting there. And I understand at that point he's turned around trying to thumb the car or whatever, but you could see her from a distance. How did you just come upon her and, like... Well, he did He did wait and then kind of like, hey. Yeah, but he's walking down a flat road, and it's not like, hey, there's yeah, a Indiana's growing. not exactly yeah. rolling hills. And if she wasn't there before you turned around, wouldn't you think, holy crap, where did this girl come from? I don't know. I don't think Sam's thinking that far ahead, but there again is more foreshadowing that happens because as soon as he gets Meg's attention, I don't know about you. When I get scared, I'm like, holy shit, you scared the crap out of me. Yeah. She says, you scared the hell out of me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
But obviously, first watching this, I don't really think that much of it. Knowing what's happening, I'm like, ha, ha, <laughs> writers, you're funny. <laughs> and they decide that they're going to kind of talk for a minute. They kind of go through a couple stuff. And then she leaves Sam on the side of the road. With creepy van guy. And that is she's safer going with creepy van guy than with Sam. Sam. Yeah. I mean, clearly. Uh, meanwhile, Dean is now going to Burkittsville. Mm-hmm. Not Burkittstown. He's now asking everyone if they've seen these people. Um, however, he, it's the first time he's caught in a lie. Straight up. John Bonham. Uh, he says, hi, my name's John Bonham. And the guy goes, oh, the drummer from Led Zeppelin. And he goes, oh, classic rock fan. <laughs> so, again, you probably should be using a little like, little less popular people Yeah. Uh, when you use your fake names. No one questions a John Smith. No. And then a couple comes out of the restaurant talking about pie. Pie. This whole episode goes back to pie. Everything should go back to pie. I mean, with Dean it does. It's true. I mean, I'm surprised he doesn't get pie. Pie day is his favorite day. Pie day is his only holiday besides <laughs> Christmas. Exactly. <laughs> you know, is there anything? Is it Christmas? Pie day. Maybe Halloween. But every day is like Halloween. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, so apparently Dean ruffles some feathers while he's in town. Mm-hmm. Enough to get the sheriff to come into the restaurant after asking questions to the couple. Well, that's later. That's later. Yeah. I'm skipping ahead. You are. Damn it. It's okay. Do we go back to Sam and Meg? Not yet, but uh, so Dean, he, is that where he when he meets Emily for the first? Oh, he goes into the diner. He goes he into the asks diner. He the asks uncle, the uncle and, and the aunt, and then Emily comes them. down and says yes. And Emily's like, "Yeah, remember you gave them directions to oh, go yeah. out of town." And then the uncle was like, "Oh yeah, oh. we told them to go down there." So then Dean starts driving that way. He gets way. the directions from them, and he finds the scarecrow. Well, he's driving, and all of a sudden, his fancy EMF detector starts going off in the car in the back seat, and that's why he stops. And then, then he sees this fugly scarecrow. And he says, dude, you fugly. And then he gets all up in his face. He gets the Which I was rickety like, old ladder. First off, like, pinpointing that, why are you getting that close to that creepy I don't uh, know. scarecrow? And it was to look at the arm. Well, it and wasn't then, even to look at the well, face. Well, he looks, he looks at the face, and then all of a sudden he goes to the one hook arm yeah. and realizes, he's like, hey, nice tattoo. Which is the same tattoo that of the guy who the went kid. missing. Yeah, a year ago, that kid. So then he go, he circles back around to the town, and he sees Emily at the gas station. Uh I don't, even, I don't know how they go on the, the topic, but then she's like, this town's blessed. She's like, towns around us are losing houses and farms, and ours seems to be okay. Nothing's happening to us. And then Dean goes on his questioning spree. Right, and then he then they get to the uh, couple at the diner. Where the people are being very generous, too. Yes, giving a lot of things to free and yeah. just helping them out. And, you know, the people were great because they saved their lives mm-hmm. because they did. They apparently had a break leak a brake line yeah brake line leak yeah and uh you know they didn't really notice it so they were nice enough to fix it for them and it'll be ready around sundown mm-hmm, just enough time to drive off into the dark mm-hmm. dean's trying to help him out he's like you know i can probably have that fixed in about an hour and the girl's like no we want an actual mechanic to fix it okay thanks and that's when the sheriff shows up and literally drives him out of town with the lights on and the siren yeah like, he wasn't just going to go if, with him following And then him. immediately turns around and goes back to town. Yeah. As if, like, his car is incapable of, of turning around yeah. and coming back. He's not allowed to go past that sign either. Uh, so then we flash back to Sam. Yes. And now he runs back into Meg. Conveniently. Magically. Mm-hmm. Um, and they get to talking. And ironically, they have a very similar backstory. Oh, my God. How I'm could that happen? so shocked. This is my face for that. Uh, magically, they both have families that want them to do things that they don't necessarily want to do. So now they're off on their own trying to make their own lives happen. Yes. Uh, funny the things you tell people you don't really know. 
while you're drinking beer at the bus. I didn't even know that the bus place had beer. I don't think the Greyhound station does. I haven't rode a gray. I haven't rode a Greyhound. Uh, they're not just sitting there. Or a the mega beer. bus, but I'm pretty sure that there's not just like a bar yeah. along the way. I was trying to find what beer it was too, so we could drink some, but I failed because I couldn't tell. There obviously the label was turned around, and yeah. I couldn't tell the top of the bottle. Damn. Sorry, I could just fake it. Rude. <laughs> one job. You had one. One job. We could have brought an apple pie. We should have had a turnover at least. We will do better next time, and we will talk about it, and it'll be amazing, and <sighs> take pictures. I'll make it. Maybe oh. I will make an apple pie and take a picture for the Insta. Everyone loves the, the gram. Insta and the tweet. You mean the Twitter? The tweet. The Twitter. The twit. <laughs> <laughs> um, the twitstagram. So after that, we get flashed back to Dean. To Dean again. Driving back into town. And this time, he's seeking out some answers. He goes to save the couple. Yeah. Because the couple leaves, and of course, their car breaks down. Right by the orchard. And then the scarecrow chases them. And then Dean shoots the scarecrow. Yes. A couple of times. And then they run out of the orchard. And the scarecrow's gone. Mm-hmm. Back to his pole. Yep. Back home. Just hanging out. Watching the fields. So then Dean calls Sam to tell him what's going on. It's your notes. <laughs> it's your notes. Sorry, I have to flip the page. <laughs> Turn the page. Okay, Metallica. Yeah, I know. I did it on purpose. I'm so proud. So he calls Sam to tell him what happened, and he finds out that it's a, uh, realizes it's a pagan god because of the cycle of the killings, and it's always a couple. And the sacrifices. And yeah, always a couple that sacrifice, and, you know, same weekend of the, you know, every year. Right around the time before the crops. Yes. Because um, it's obviously not the harvest yet. Nope. Um, so Dean goes and meets with basically, like, a professor. Yeah. Who knows a lot about the local history and lore. and Kind of gives Dean an insight and then they find a picture of a scarecrow in one of the books. And we find out it's a veneer, mm-hmm. um, which is a, which is Norse mythology. Yeah, in the episode he called it Vonner. But then when I looked it up, it said Vanier. Vanier. Yeah. Yeah, because I actually have information because it's part of the whole scarecrow. Yeah, I just thought it was, like, when I looked it up, I was like, holy, he pronounced it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? At least pronounce Sam it properly. Oh, God. I mean, there was there was some creative liberties that the episode took with the Vonner. Yes. Um, but then Dean gets hit in the head. He gets knocked out cold by the sheriff's Straight shotgun. Straight up butt. cold. Like he opens the door and it's like, boom. And I'm not very good at sound effects, but in my mind, um, whatever. Is there a button for that? <laughs> I know. Can we add that? Um, shotgun hit to head. And the professor doesn't say anything, but obviously he's in on it. Yeah. He gives that look. Like it's all the it's all mm-hmm. the elders. It was very uh, hot fuzz ish. For the greater good. Yes. Uh, where the elders are all kind of in on it. Mm-hmm. Sam decides he's got to go back to Dean. So Dean leaves Meg, mm-hmm. who isn't very happy about it. No, she's pissed. She's like, the fuck are you going back to your brother for? He's not even answering you. I don't even know what the problem is. Why are you even letting him run your life? You, you should, should just do your own thing. Yeah, you should totally come with me, girl you just met. I mean, why not? I mean, that's what strangers do. They tell each other a bunch of random shit about their lives, and then they just leave together. Yeah, and um, then one of them gets murdered. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what not, happens. <laughs> It's not okay. Uh, so Salmon's going back, but in the meantime, they got to make a sacrifice. Mm. They're running out of time on the week of April. They got to make a sacrifice of a couple. Yeah. So they already got Dean. They already got Dean locked up. So they need a lady. Who would that lady be? Oh, I don't know. How about their, what is it, she 13? Oh, no, she's older than she's, that. How old is she, like 16? I mean, but yeah, late teens maybe. Their niece. niece. Like, why not throw her in? 
And the uncle is apprehensive about it. He's like, why does it have to be her? Why, you know, like, why do we have to do that? And the aunt's like, fucking kill that. No. And then later, later <laughs> the aunt just seems really upset about it. She's like, I'm so sorry. But it, that's what um, sacrifices are for. It's for the greater good. You'll understand later when you're dead. Yeah. When you're in heaven or maybe hell. Who knows? I mean, both exist. It's true. Uh, so they get tied to a tree. Mm-hmm. And left for the scarecrow to go get them. Yeah. But you know the whole time Dean had a plan. Of course. He's wor- still working on it to this day. But he, you know, it was, have a it was There was a start to it. Um, and as they're left, he yells, hope your apple pie is freaking worth it. <laughs> Which is another quote, like, again, in this entire first season, there's so many quotes that the Supernatural fandom uses that just come from the first season, which happened yeah. so long ago. It's so crazy. Um, they stand the test of time. Oh, my God. It's so funny. So then at the one point, Dean asks, do you see any movement? Is there any movement anywhere? She's like, no, no, I don't see. I can't see anything. And she's like, oh, my God. He's right there. Oh, wait. It's just Sam. Just kidding. I did see movement, though. Uh, so Sam comes, and he tries to rescue them. Yes. But the scarecrow shows up. Oh, shit. Now they got to get away from the scarecrow. But apparently, aunt and uncle didn't trust them at very far. Nope. They didn't leave them. Mm-mm. So they try to tie them back up. Yeah, everybody in the town was there. Yeah, they were like, we need to watch the sacrifice. Just flashlights and shotguns. Which now also makes me wonder if they watched every other sacrifice or if they just assumed it happened. Well, I don't. I think this one might have been different. I think they might have thought they might have gotten free. Because the Uncle Harley says when they're discussing who's going to get sacrificed, he's like, every time it happens, you know, we sit and we close our doors and we just sit there and pretend like we don't hear the screams. I think this one might have been different. Like they might have not no not because of who Dean who Dean is. They were like, mm. <laughs> who Dean? Who Dean? Me? <laughs> I like it. Uh, they figured he probably would have gotten out. Yeah, because I mean, he's figured out enough stuff that he's definitely a danger to this whole process. Right. He's not just some normal guy looking for people that were missing. Nope. Um, but they did find out in the research, obviously, that in order to stop the Norse god, they have to destroy a tree that he is attached to, which is the oldest tree. Yeah. They call it the first tree. The first tree. Mm-hmm. Um, and Dean actually asks Emily if she knows of such a tree. And he's like, it's going to be really old. You know, people might talk about it or leave it alone. And she goes, you know what? There actually is a tree in the orchard um, that the settlers brought over. Mm-hmm. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> that would be the tree. But she doesn't know which one it is. No. So they have to, in this whole field, while being chased by a scarecrow, try to find this tree. Right. And then well, when Sam comes, he's like, or, you know, Dean tells him we have to burn this tree, and Sam's like, well, let's do it. And he's like, no, we'll do it tomorrow when it's light outside. And then that's when they are met with everyone. And Uncle Harley takes a hard hook to the... I was going to say, plot twist! <laughs> <laughs> there is one sacrifice! Uncle Harley gets the scythe right through the abdomen. Boom. And then who gets carried away with him? The aunt. aunt. Which I don't even know her name. Doesn't She doesn't matter to me. They all had very feminine names when I looked up the characters. Yeah. But uh, the scarecrow got a sacrifice, Mm -hmm. and they made a sacrifice. Yep. So then the next day they go back and burn the tree. And Emily's actually the one that burns it. Yep. She puts an end to the whole thing, and Mm -hmm. it's probably also the downfall of the town, so she probably left after that. Well, she did. She goes uh, to Boston. Yep. On that bus. So sucks to be everybody else that's stuck in the town. Deuces. Bye. Shouldn't have done that shit. Nope. Uh, And then we are left with Meg. Oh, and Meg is again in a sketchy truck with a sketchy driver. And she goes, um, why don't you pull over? I have to make a call. I have a cell phone you can use. Not that kind of call. 
slices the throat, puts it in a oh, bowl. Oh, so much blood came out of that guy. And then starts whispering demonic incantations. Boom, she's a demon. Surprise! What? Surprise, she's a demon. All of a sudden, <gasps> demons are popping up everywhere around Sam and Dean. I am so, so shocked at I wonder this. where this one's going to go. And she goes, you know what? Why didn't you just let me kill him? I could have taken him. I could have done all these things, and you just had me stand there and sit by. We don't really know who she's talking to, but we can assume that it's another demon. Yep. And that there's some kind of a plan for Sam and Dean. Ooh. But we don't know what it is yet. Not yet. And we're left with that. We're left with her talking into a bowl of blood. A blood bowl. <laughs> Not a bread bowl. Not a bread bowl, but a, a blood, blood bowl. bowl. Yeah. But what kind of fun facts do you got for this oh, episode? You mean random shit? Yes, I would like to know the random shit that goes with this episode. So this episode is a, a bunch of firsts Okay. happen. Awesome. Um, the first appearance of Meg. The first use of a goblet of blood. Oh yeah, we use that a lot later on for communications. The first appearance of a deity. Mm. Uh, the first mention of Dean's love for Pi. Oh yeah. And this was also the first odd-numbered episode that does not feature a ghost. Which is interesting because, like I said, they lead up to it with the possibility it could be a spirit. Right. Because of the EMF detector and the power going out. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. But don't worry, when we come to episode 13, we go back. Thank God. Yeah. Uh, William B. Davis, who played the professor, uh, was actually the cigarette-smoking man in the X-Files. Oh. I wonder why he looked familiar. That makes I was sense. like, I know that dude. Uh, and the plot to this episode is similar to The Wicker Man, which was, or I think it was originally made in the 70s, like 1973 or something, but then it was remade in the 00s, uh, in which locals in rural areas sacrifice people to a pagan god in order to keep the community prosperous. So then I have some errors. Yes. Which is the first one we discussed, because I found it. The car in the apple orchard. Yeah. And then it was later confirmed by Supernatural Wiki. But another one was apparently when... Um, Dean is leaving the professor's office, and you're so focused on him getting hit in the head with a gun. Mm -hmm. um, apparently, you can see a camera in the background. <laughs> oh, like a Part of a, a camera. camera. Usually, it's a boom mic. Yeah. No, apparently, it was part of a camera. Oh. Yeah. So, do you want to talk to us about Vonner slash Veneer? Yes. All right. So, I did some research on the history and legends of scarecrows, um, and each culture pretty much has their own version. Uh, so, we'll start with ancient Greece. Ancient Greece used to use wooden statues that were carved to look like Priapus, who was the son of Aphrodite, um, because he was hideous, hideously ugly. Oh, really? Yeah. Isn't and, she uh, beautiful? Isn't Aphrodite supposed yeah, to be beautiful? Yeah, she's the goddess of love. and Yeah, and she got um, an ugly kid? She had a very, apparently, a hideously ugly child. Oh, that sucks. Um, and his most prominent feature was his huge, constant erection. <laughs> I was wondering <laughs> if that's where you were going with that. Or is it going to be like, his huge... Knows. No, I'm happy <laughs> happy to hear that it was yes, constant um, And I don't know if that was part of the uh, carving that was used as oh, the original. Well. Um, because I didn't see any pictures of it. Well, thank the Lord you didn't have to look at that. When going through this, it was very distinctly mentioned that he, that was uh, his prominent feature. Was that like you put a bag over his head and it's cool? I mean, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> if I put a bag on her head, it still counts. Exactly. Um, but soon Greek influence then spread into Roman territory and they also adopted the practice of these carved statues um, because birds tended to avoid the fields. And I don't know if that was penises? I don't know if that was because of the prominent feature or not, but it worked. Or the fact that he was hideously ugly. What if like a bird landed on it? <laughs> well, that was my first thought too. Is that it's just like a perch? Because if you think of a birdhouse, there's <laughs> exactly. like a little wooden exactly. stake hanging out. Yeah. Um. So then in the pre-feudal Japan, they had kakashis, 
Okay. And Kakashi immediately to me, I was like, Naruto, because there's a main character called Kakashi. But his name actually does mean scarecrow. So Kakashi in Japanese means something stinky or scarecrow. Okay. Um, Which is how Kakashi and Naruto got his name uh, as the copy ninja. Um, And they were originally, these Kakashi in pre-feudal Japan were originally old, dirty rags and noisemakers mounted on a pole. And they were then lit on fire to keep birds away. Oh. Um, But soon, people soon made the scarecrows to resemble people in raincoats and would put hats on them. Uh, Sometimes they would use mannequin heads and they would add weapons. Oh, okay. So they could fight back. I guess, which is kind of like the hook. Yeah. Um, Now, in the Middle Ages, in Britain and Europe, kids would actually work as crow scarers. Kids would, this is a kid job? This is a kid job. They would throw them in the fields with like wood, like wooden blocks that they would beat together to scare the crows or the birds. Um, until the plague hit and population decreased. And then farmers stuffed old clothes with straws and placed a turnip or a gourd on top for a head. The plague hits. The plague Shit. hits. Um, we don't have enough Things kids. happen. There's not enough children. <laughs> so they got to fake it till they can make it. Now, um, also in Japan, there was a symbol of Kubiko, who was known as the deity of knowledge and agriculture, who apparently is unable to walk, but it stands in a field and looks over the crops. Oh, okay. um, so they have the Kakashis and Kubiko. Um, now in German settlers in Pennsylvania, uh, German settlers in Pennsylvania brought with them the Butzemann, which was also known as the Boogeyman, oh. who they used to watch over the fields. And sometimes they would give him a female companion. So like, the a re- like a real would, lady? or like get, a uh, I think just like a scarecrow oh, lady. Okay, I was going to say. <laughs> um, other names for scarecrows in other cultures are the Hodmadods, the Mermits. Hey men, Tati Bogle, or Budok Rokai. I like Tati Bogle. Which uh, Budok Rokai translates to Old Man of the Rooks. And those are all Britain. Uh, there's the Straska, which is Czech, and the Pugalo, which is Russian. Um, sometimes scarecrows would bear an animal skull and rotting produce. Oh, yummy. Um, and then they would be burned celebratorily after the autumn harvest because they're no longer needed to scare the birds. Okay. Now, scarecrows are believed to be a part of a class known as ephemerals, uh, meaning that they don't last long. Usually, they're either destroyed by weather um, or they are burned. Uh, Other ephemerals include snowmen and harvest figures. Oh, frosty. Now, some believe the scarecrow mimics Jesus on the cross with the arms spread, because that's how most scarecrows are uh, usually put up. Okay. uh, To symbolize the death and resurrection of crops. Oh. Um, Now... To tie into the episode, there are things called veneer, which is a group of Norse gods associated with nature, fertility, wisdom, and the ability to see the future. Future seeing. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yes. So, scarecrows were prominently used for a long time to protect fields and crops, um, but they lost popularity around and after World War II when pesticides were introduced and gained in popularity. Obviously, in the 1960s, we found out pesticides really weren't great for us, so they kind of stopped using them, but scarecrows never really had a resurgence, except for in horror movies and around Halloween now um, and autumn festivals. Um, in rural countries, scarecrows are still used, but not as prominently as they should be. And like I said, uh, they're now more associated less with fields, crops, and harvests, and more with Halloween and autumn. Yeah. Decorations. Decorations, yeah. And you can see the difference between what we see as an autumn decoration, these happy, smiling little scarecrows versus mm-hmm. like mannequin heads with rotting produce. and Yeah, that's not appealing burning. to hang on your door. Um, but they did look very similar to more like what we saw in the Supernatural episode originally. That was a 
creepy ass face. He was really fucking creepy. Um, but these information, the information that I got came from modernfarmer.com and learnreligions.com. Yeah, I was on a farming website. But it's just, I just thought of uh, Farmers you know, Only, these, that dating this, website. This research really took me to different places. I'm proud of you. <laughs> I still went to one place. Uh, <laughs> Supernatural Wiki and Wikipedia. Living I guess on the that Supernatural would be, Wiki. I guess that would be two places. Well, no, I did have some things about Veneer and th- that took me to the New World Encyclopedia. So Ooh. I'm going out here. Fancy. Okay. Um, but that's all I got on some scarecrows. Like However, you do see it a lot in pop culture too because, I mean, uh, Batman, there's the scarecrow. Batman. Um, who uses the idea of fear. Okay. And he creates his own kind of like potion to well powder to spray in people's faces um to kind of enhance their fear and he just wears a scarecrow mask because you can pretty much transpose your fear onto a scarecrow face because it's pretty bleh yeah um but he does have like the burlap sack and he looks very old school scarecrow-ish and then obviously in a bunch of horror movies you see a bunch of scarecrows sleepy hollow you see a bunch of scarecrows good times great oldies WS. <laughs> i can't not do it <laughs> okay uh, will you can find us on Twitter, not Twitter, Twitter. at BallsSPNPod. You can email us at SPNBallsPod at gmail.com. We are on all your favorite podcasting listening to platforms. Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, and Apple Music. Listen to us, download us, share us. Tweet at us. We got a lot of interactions this time around on Twitter. I know. I just kept, it kept blinking. I was like, what is happening? We actually have people interacting with us. And we we've got another, gained a follower from that. It's so exciting. Things are happening. Who was it that... Um, Help. Are we going to give a shout out? I want to get it right. Because Supernatural Crossroads originally retweeted us. Yes. And they have like 11,000 followers or something. Thank you, Supernatural Crossroads. Yes, we appreciate it. Thank you so much. Getting us out there for... The people to hear this lovely podcast. Yes. Okay. I guess we'll see you guys next time.